Hello, everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Moreva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Burt. How you doing, Jeff? Doing pretty good today. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too good. bad. Good, good, good. Well, this is our OETA Movie Club podcast. We come to you each week. We talk about our upcoming movies. Our movies air every Saturday night at 9 on OETA. Mm-hmm. Um, they repeat the following Friday at 11 yeah. p.m., so you get an encore performance Which of each movie. Nice. Yeah. In case you missed it or uh, want to DVR it or, or whatever. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Um, so this week we've got a really good film to talk about. It's called The Red Violin. It's kind of an unknown uh, yeah. film. Um, it's almost a foreign film. It is almost a foreign almost film. Almost a foreign film. Um, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is about the only yeah. recognizable actor Which is like, in a, it. you know, odd casting. You <laughs> it's know, kind of like odd casting. All these people with French and Italian names and Samuel L. And Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson, of course. He's in everything. <laughs> Um, but uh, set up this movie for everybody. Let everybody know what it's about. Uh, well, okay. So, like, uh, the most famous uh, uh, maker of violins in the world, the most sought-after violins are Stradivarius. Right. And uh, this follows a very particular, very special Stradivarius uh, from the 1600s all the way to the modern age and all of the different... Um, uh, people who have owned it and played it, and uh, the situations, countries it's the traveled countries to, all over the world, yeah. um, uh, over three centuries, and uh, you know all, all these great. You know, it's a great storytelling device, right? Right. So you can string all of these different the stories of very different people, very different times together, uh, with one binding. Um, agent, which is this, uh, this classic, violin. very, very valuable uh, violin. Violin. And uh, it's a red violin. Yes. If the title didn't <laughs> give that away. Um, and, uh, it's kind of red. It's kind of it's red. Mostly it's mostly brown, but uh, it's yeah, a little red. It's a little red. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, it, was, it was made by Stradivarius, Stradivari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and uh, known as the Red Mendelssohn. Yes. I don't know where it got its name. Well, Mendelssohn's a great uh, composer. Right. And, um, yeah, so yeah, uh, probably had something to do with that guy. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> probably so. Um, this film takes place in several different uh, years. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, the writer was, I guess he said he didn't realize how large of a budget this movie was going to require when he started writing it. It didn't, it didn't occur to him, hey, I'm traveling through all these different countries, uh-huh. all these different time periods, all these different languages. Um, Period yeah. pieces are always going to be more expensive. You, of course. You know, costumes alone are oh, going to yeah. take a big bite out of the, of the budget. And then if there are like any horses or carriages, you know, in the, in the show, uh, yeah, it's going to cost a little bit of money and then you have to redress uh, city streets or shoot on a back lot, that's going to be a little pricey. Yeah. You know? Oh, and yeah. then assembling actors who can speak different languages, that's, uh, yeah, that's going to run up your budget a little bit too. Yeah. Um. But it, it surely shows in this film. It, this is a beautiful film. Yeah. And uh, lovingly shot. It's uh, got a fantastic score. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it really puts you there. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to talk about the score in a minute because um, it has 
someone who's familiar to PBS audiences yeah. um, from some pledge specials that he kind of, that's how he started his career. But uh-huh. I did want to say first that when I said it takes place in several different years, it starts in 1681, uh-huh. then it goes to 1793. Ooh, that was a good year. That was a good year. Good wines that year. <laughs> um, the late 1890s, uh-huh. the late 1960s, and then finally 1997. Ah. So several, yeah, so it goes, yeah. it spans a... But um, I'm guessing that's where Samuel L. Jackson. That's is. where he comes in. Yes, ninety-seven. Yeah. Um, so, but the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Most of the uh, soundtrack was done. The solo violinist sections, at least, mm-hmm. were done by Joshua Bell. Right. Joshua Bell is someone who started in the '90s on PBS pledge specials. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, that's how. That's where I first heard of him. I mean, he started. Uh-huh. He obviously started before that, but that was kind of what got him into the yeah. average household name. You know. Um, it's funny on this it's you know he's like he's a solo violinist for this right for the soundtrack but like uh he's like the stunt hands yes uh for doing the the finger work on the bridge while they're doing the close you know the actors are not really uh right. violinists so right. he would have to run his hand up you know on their left side and then do the the finger yeah. uh, positions on the on the violin to make it look like they were actually playing the violin, yeah, and that the he did it, uh, I guess, so flamboyantly, yeah, that more than a few times the director uh, got onto him for, uh, I guess, overacting, overacting with, yeah, w- with one hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, how do you overact? Just play the notes that you're playing. <laughs> I don't know. I, when I read about that, I was like, why he hid behind the actors? These are close-ups. Why didn't he just play it? Right. Himself. Right. You know, but uh, Meh. I guess they wanted to do some cool shots because there were some cool shots from the hand to the face. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. So, huh. but, uh, but yeah, so that's Joshua Bell doing that. And he's good. Uh, he, he is. He's very good. And, um, and he's in that one. Okay, so he's in the scene. Too. He's in one of the scenes that you can see him. He's like in, the second in the chair. Yeah. yeah, in the orchestra playing. But, yeah, uh, it's really, I mean, the actor is supposed to be playing the, the, the red violin, but Joshua Bell's like sitting next to the guy. Yeah. Um, well, this was a pretty cool movie. I, I didn't, like I said, I, I had never heard of it. I'd never seen it until we got it mm-hmm. um, for the movie club. And uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we have a few surprises in here every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the violin was cr- created in uh, Cremona, Italy. I think I'm saying that right. Maybe. Uh-huh. I think um, you did. 1681. Mm-hmm. Um Played by uh, Carlo Chechi. Chichi. Yeah. Chichi, thank you. Yeah. Um, he was one of Don Corleone's boys. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Carlo. <laughs> um, but it was, he, he originally crafted it for his unborn son. Oh. Um, but uh, his wife, Anna, uh, dies in childbirth oh. um, after receiving some prophecies from a villager um, through tarot mm-hmm. cards. The tarot cards. And you had telling, you were telling me an interesting fact about the tarot cards. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't understand this. I don't either. I I, that's, why, that's why I'm pitching it to you. But I don't it, yeah. It says uh, that the tarot deck <laughs> that uh, Seska, the character, the, right. the gypsy lady, she uh, it appears to have been especially designed for the film. And, uh, of course, you know about tarot cards, right? The, oh, uh, yeah. the five uh, cards are drawn are all uh, what they call major arcana and resemble the tarot of Marseille in design. 
uh, which you recognized, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, except for the devil holds um, one prisoner instead of two on the devil card, and the Chinese flag is discernible behind the figure of justice card. Of course. Yeah, and you spotted this immediately. I immediately, I knew that something was... <laughs> that's the... That's in the style of Marseille. Uh, yeah. Um, now, there is um, a scene in this movie um, when Frederick Pope uh, leans back in the tub with the letter um, from his lover in his hand. Uh-huh. It, it's The shot is a complete recreation of the famous painting, The Death of Marat, ah. which I had to look up. Yeah. And uh, I had that in my dorm room. I had that, yeah. <laughs> Passed it on to a friend. I didn't know it was worth millions <laughs> the of dollars. The death of Marat. The death of Marat. Yeah. So if you want to. I love that one. So yeah, check that. Check that. Google oh. that, everybody. And, okay. And get that image. Let us know what um, it looks like. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's, it's a famous. It's a very famous. It's famous. It's a very famous painting. Yeah. I'm sure we would recognize it if we saw it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but no, the film, you know, for considering that it is all over the place as far uh-huh. as um, years and countries and everything, it's very easy to follow. I mean, it's uh-huh. it's not, it sounds a little more complicated, I think, talking about it than it actually is when you watch it. it, yeah. it it's a very fun watch. Um, but it I is. thought it was funny that, so Samuel L. Jackson, his character is an expert evaluator of instruments. Uh-huh. And uh, it says that, like so many connoisseurs, he can't, his, his uh, wealth doesn't match his taste. Yeah. So, of course, he sees his violin. He knows ex- instantly what it is. He's able to finally prove what it is, but he can't afford to buy it in auction. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So he, the best he, thing he can do is sort of direct it to direct somebody it to who someone. would be a good steward. Right. So, and, you know, because, you know, the Stradivarius especially – uh, and, and this one in particular uh, are, is famous. He says, it produces music so beautiful it makes you want to cry. Right. That you can tell the difference. That it, it, it you know, a, a musician, you're a musician, right? If you, you know the difference when you pick up a good instrument. Oh, yeah. Rather than a bad instrument. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, I can hear that for sure in drums and guitars. I don't know if I would be able to, you know, pick it out necessarily on violins because I'm yeah. not a violin player. But, um, but I definitely know when I pick up a cheap guitar compared to a very expensive guitar, right? And instantly can hear that difference. Uh-huh. Uh, same way on drums. Uh, drums, just the the resonance, the you know, the tone, the quality that you get. I mean, it, it's so different from a cheap set to an expensive set. But it inspires you to play better. It does. It does. I'm I'm very fortunate. I have a really nice DW drum set that was a few thousand bucks, and uh, uh, you know the band. The ba- I bought it back in the band days when the band money paid for it, and uh, b- before I had a kid and all that. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but yeah, it does. You sit down at it and you play it for a couple minutes, and it just sounds so good. You're just like, okay, I got. I'm gonna keep playing. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with uh, I have a Martin guitar that I'm very fortunate to have. Huh. And uh, it's the same way. I play it just for, I'm going to sit down and play one song, and 20, 30, 40 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I've played that same song three or four times now. (laughs) I've played another song. I better go (laughs) check on the kitchen. I better go check on the food that I left burning. burning. (laughs) (laughs) What's that smell? (laughs) What's that smell? Um, But, yeah, um, 
Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. You know, an instrument like that just, and I imagine, I mean, that is the, you know, the gold standard of instruments is a Stradivarius. Oh I man. Mean, yeah, I mean, and you know the price, of course. They they go for millions, oh, millions. and millions of dollars. Yeah, some are priceless. Some are priceless. Yeah, and uh, you know, like Yo-Yo Ma has one, I know, and um, Andre Previn. Um, yeah, I mean, truly great performers. Yeah, um, I, I I guess they can afford that, or or they perhaps are even gifted that by patrons. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's who it should be in the hands of. Somebody that can really bring out its best. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But uh, this this uh, violin follows, um, you know, many different storylines. Uh, you know, there's the uh, a little boy that is, uh, lives uh, on a, in an orphanage. Yeah. That he's kind of a, uh, you know, a what do you call not a savant but he's a virtuoso virtuoso yeah. that's a good word and he um you know everybody loves hearing him play and he sleeps with the violin and then uh then uh somehow it finds its way to a pawn shop in shanghai yeah. where uh there are people trying to protect it with their you know risking their lives to protect it because uh after the cultural revolution it was considered to be a symbol of western decadence right and you know they're trying to convince the the chinese government saying you know beethoven and uh, prokopiev they were revolutionaries in their time and you know this is the kind of instrument that they would have played i'm not sure that that was a winning argument they still had to <laughs> try and hustle still western it. yeah that's yeah. still western influence right but uh but no i mean <laughs> you watch this movie i mean it's the violin's been like shot and like buried, buried and like almost like goes in water several times. Like it's stolen more than a few stolen times. Stolen more than a few times. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, it's a really good movie. Please check it out. Um, I do want to give a shout out real quick before we end the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, we had a really good celebrity photo. Right. Um, had a puppy in it, so I liked it. Um, <laughs> little puppy. Um, Danny Trejo. Right. Um, sent in by Debbie Resendez. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it was a great story that went along with the the photo. Yeah, there was a, uh, uh, like an uh, animal rescue Mutts and Mif- Misfits. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, and I can't remember how long ago that was, but. Yeah, I can't either. Um, but he, he was there. He had some some product that he was selling. And uh, he noticed the the pups, and he just had to come over and and you know play with them. And uh, she she got a picture with him. Now um, from his films, you may not. I mean, you would think he's maybe the last person who would right be all exactly cuddly he's, and everything. He, he plays very rough, violent characters usually. His yeah, his you, know, you can picture him uh, if you know uh, the. Like the B movie type, uh, uh, Machete. Machete. That yeah. is his his character. He's yep. uh, he was a, a convict um, in I think it was San Quentin, and um, he uh, he uh, he he became active in films after he was part after he was released. Yeah. Uh, actually, he was he was uh, a um, uh, a fighting uh, instructor. 
for a film, and the director noticed him and said, "Hey, you know, we want you. You know, uh, this is a prison. You know, there's a prison movie, and uh, we would love for you. You know, you kind of look like you're. You might have been. In, you might have <laughs> been a prisoner. You know, and uh, everybody thought he did so great, and everybody loved him on the set. He, apparently, he's one of the nicest guys, one of the easiest to work with. Yeah, and uh, so he gained a reputation, and and you know, with a face like that." He worked oh, yeah. a lot. He was on everything from Charlie's Angels to Elvis movies. He was in uh, The Wild Bunch. And, um, uh, yeah, he's uh, he, did, he, he worked uh, more, than, hey, more than most actors work. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah plenty, plenty of work. And, and, uh, oh, in Breaking Bad. In, in Breaking Bad... Um, uh, he's, he's memorable because um, he's at the border and somehow, you know, like either he's a drug mule or so, he gets killed. Uh, he's like a member of a cartel. And he, yeah. he gets killed and they take his head at the other cartel and they tape it to the top of a tortoise. And it, it, uh, the DEA agents are seeing this, this tortoise come towards them. And uh, they don't know that there is a bomb inside the, the head. Uh-huh. That's Danny Trejo's head <laughs> on that. And it blows up and kills the DEA agents. Wow. Spoiler. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen that by now, come on. Come on you're not I, I've, never, I've never seen it. Oh, well. I know. Uh, everybody, and every, everybody I say, everybody I, t- I say that to, I was like, I've never seen Breaking Bad. They're always just like, what? Are, are you kidding me? It's like the greatest it's series really of ever. And the spinoff, uh, Better Call Saul, is, is I've heard it's is really good, too. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we are out of time. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in each week. We'll be back next week um, with a movie with a different color in it. Yeah. The Pink Panther. Oh, from so, red to pink. From red to pink. And uh, so it's the first Pink Panther, uh, the original one. Uh, with uh, Peter Sellers, 1963, David Niven, uh-huh. uh, all those people. Uh-huh. And uh, before the accent, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> and um, but, uh, but, yeah, so uh, join us next Saturday for Pink Panther. It's a great one if you haven't seen it. Oh, if you we, have seen it, see it again. Did we say about, okay, with the celebrity photos, right, you send one in, which oh, we yeah. want you to do, please. Yeah. Uh, we've got T-shirts now that we'll, we'll be glad to uh, exchange. Well, you'll get the picture back. <laughs> but uh, we, you know, we're giving you uh, giving out uh, movie club T-shirts now for uh, sending in photos. Yeah, and they're really cool. It's a really cool design. Our graphic artist Callie Langham did it, and uh, it's a really cool logo. Yeah. And we're really we're really liking it. And uh, I finally got my own. And, I don't uh, have one yet. What? Yeah. Yeah. You Can you believe go, it? You need to go ask the. I ask do. Down there. Say, I, hey, they look good. Say, by the way, guys, I host the show. <laughs> I think I should get a T-shirt. Have you seen uh, that I? <laughs> I'm, I'm on the TV with the with this. Okay, um, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, they're really cool, cool design. And yeah, if, if you send in a celebrity photo and we use it on the air, um, we'll give you a T-shirt. And please try to send in when we when we ask for a celebrity photo, we want a photo of a celebrity with you in the shot. Yeah, or someone you know in yeah. the shot. Whatever you know, <laughs> not a publicity. Not just a publicity still. photo. I've gotten a couple of those recently. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I have gotten a couple of those <laughs> recently, and I'm like, nice try. <laughs> but uh, but no, we need we need you now. I say that the exception is this Danny Trejo. He's a, he's in the shot with a puppy. Oh well, yeah, that's but right. uh, it was uh-huh. a really good story and it involved. It's a local, local puppy. Local. It's a local puppy. Exactly. <laughs> local celebrity. Um, 
And uh, so, uh, but yeah, so we try to we try to show them with with when you have yeah. when you're in the shot with them. And you know, send a uh, you know who, what, when, where, and why. Right. Yes. Yeah. Send a story uh, where with it was and you know how you got to meet the person and maybe a, a fun little story. Yep. 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 We like that. We like that. So um, you'll hear a tag here in a second at the end of the podcast telling you where to send all those, and and uh, we enjoy getting those. So thank you guys for listening. Please yeah. tune in next week, and until then, take care. Bye bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.